This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, two match days into December, some things don't change. Home wins over two and a half goals, over three and a half goals, and both teams to score yes remain the profitable plays in the EPL. But the big difference is we have got a title race on our hands. This is a betting weekly Premier League show. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck, alongside me, Nigel Seeley and Jack Wright. And one other thing that keeps rolling on, of course, is Jack's brilliant form. Uh, Another three wins from three on our midweek show. Nigel, if we keep following Jack's tips this time next year, we will be millionaires. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to get off the ninja. Yes, we will be. Um, oh, it means for, you, know, you get a great intro again there, and things never change. Night Seedy's as cold as ice. You didn't, <laughs> that. You didn't mention that as well. But luckily, I mean, luckily, the man Jack Wright has been keeping us in in profit. I mean, we're slightly in profit of the year. I don't know if the results have been updated because we've recorded this on Thursday. So we should be slightly in profit. But I'm telling you what, if it wasn't for Jack, we'd be in a real, real bit of a hole. So, uh, just need to need that you said about goals going in all all the matches that I want goals no goals and all the goals <laughs> I don't want matches I just can't read I can't read anything at the moment right but Jack tremendous again you know really really is uh, is uh, is, in, is in fantastic form so uh, long may that continue and yes yeah. this time next year we will be millionaires and yeah. did you like the picture it's good isn't it. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know about my image, to be honest. I, you know, I've got to, you know, I'm I'm 52, not 72. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you, uh, you're the oldest of the gang, so you've got you've got to play that role. Basically. Maybe maybe I should just be thankful that I wasn't portrayed as Uncle Albert. But there you go. Um, <laughs> look, um, we mentioned the title race, um, and I'll get the boys' thoughts on this before we get into the plays for this weekend because. Look, Man City are minus 112 here. Arsenal plus 275. Liverpool plus 350. Uh, Villa plus 2,500. Jack, we'll bring you in. I mean, we've got a proper title race, haven't we, this season? I mean, does City still deserve to be favourites? I guess recent historical trends will tell us that they should be, but they are wobbling a little bit. They certainly are, yeah. I think the one thing we definitely have, do have is a title race and it's not just between two teams either, which is, has been the case. It's been Man City and Liverpool for a couple of years. Obviously, it was Man City and Arsenal last season and generally speaking, City tends to come out on top and we also know their trend is normally to ease into this part of the year and then kick on in the new year. But there's signs that say that might not well be the case this season and uh yeah, they're uneasy favourites, to say the least. And I think Nigel touched on it. I saw his, his video on, I think it was on social media where he said it. But um, I think the liabilities are keeping City as the the, the hot favourite or the warm favourites at the moment. And um, not necessarily the fact that what we're seeing on the pitch and the, the noises coming out of the likes of Pep Guardiola, who's, who's normally not quite as... Uh, forthright as far as his, his his side's performances and chances are concerned, as he has been recently. So really exciting. These late winners and dramatic turnarounds, it's, it's already a super exciting uh, Premier League title race. 
and we're nowhere near the end. We're not even halfway yet. So uh, lots to look forward to, certainly. What do you make of the tight race as it stands at the moment, Nigel? Well, I think everyone expects Man City to just go on that roll, as Jack said there, that run they had last year, the fantastic run that won the title, won the treble. I, I spoke to you off air, Dan. I think there's something going on behind the scenes at City. I think there's, I don't think all is well. I don't know if Guardiola is not happy, whether they're worrying about this financial fair play that's hanging over him, whether they think they may deduct points, or Haaland. Uh, you know, he's been constantly linked with a move to Real Madrid. He doesn't look the same player. I know he scored 12 goals or 16 goals. I don't even know how many goals, but he's, he's top of the Premier League scoring charts again. But he doesn't look the same player as last year. And when he's not when he's not on his game, he, he's like a petulant child, isn't he? Up front, he d- doesn't do anything. You know, he, he doesn't really do much in matches anyway, and manages to score a hat trick. So I suppose if he's the vocal point and he's not off, then you, you are struggling a little bit. And I I I, I don't know whether what I've seen so far on the season. I think they're conceding too many goals really to be warranted minus money favourites. I mean, when you think of all the defenders they have, they're world class defenders. You know, the amount of goals they're conceding is an alarming rate, and and the performance against Villa. I mean, they were completely and utterly outplayed, like to a level that I don't think they've ever been under Guardiola. Well, they haven't been under Guardiola. They were schooled. And that will take huge confidence from all the other teams, you know, in and around them. The other thing as well is Liverpool have already been there, you know, to, to City. So they haven't got the home game against Liverpool. Liverpool have got, to, got they've got to go to Anfield. Um, it, it, to me, I just think that I've always thought that Arsenal were a false price in the market. And now I think that um, that uh, that uh, the, the, the false price in the market is, top, uh, is Man City. I'm going to get right at the end. Five teams, obviously. <laughs> but I think the false price in the market is Man City. So, um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what happens. But I just don't think all is well. I don't think all is well at all. Can we not play Villa at plus 2,500, Jack? Is it, you know, is he, is he not going to be a, like a Leicester, but a better version of Leicester? <laughs> well, it's happened, hasn't it? But I would be, I would be stunned. I think they're just so patchy away from home that they're not able to quite be that consistent enough. Top four would be absolutely massive for them this season. Let's like not run before we can walk, kind of thing. I think Villa, if they get into that top four or even top five, as it might well be, that would be a huge season for them. I think they've got Europe. Possible cup competitions will be where their main focus comes later in the in the year. But this weekend, of course. Arsenal, that price won't be there if they do what they did to Manchester City to the Gunners this weekend. So that might be one for those looking for a little bit of a trading opportunity. Um, but uh, yeah, not not for me to win it, but um, just enjoying the ride at the moment. Sensational last night. Plus 175 to be top four. Newcastle are shorter, plus 150. Nigel, if you had a match bet, Villa-Newcastle. Well, that doesn't make sense if you look at the outright the prices. I mean, Villa are twenty five to one, and Newcastle double 50. the price. Yeah, yeah. I think people are expecting Aston Villa to even win it or completely bomb out the top four, and that that's pretty much how it's going to go. I think they are title contenders. I, I, I would. I think you might see them trade at single figure prices at some stage this season because they don't look like slipping up at home, and other teams do. And I just think that uh, they've got so much confidence, and they're young. And, and they're, they're not frightened of anybody at the moment. And Villa Park is rocking. And uh, mm. I, I think they are. I think they really are. Um, through, the only the only positive thing I can say about my performances in the last three or four weeks is three weeks ago, I did say they were six to one to finish in the top four. And at the same time, Tottenham were minus 110. And, and I couldn't work out how the two of them were that price. So, you know, 
at least some of the something I've done right in the last three weeks. So um, yeah, but I, I think I think they've got I think they've got a chance. I think everyone's got a chance because I, I just think the Man City price, if that's taking what fifty five percent of the book, it's got to be value on pretty much everybody else. Let's get some picks, shall we, for the weekend action. We're going to start Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern, Manchester United versus Bournemouth. Manchester United are minus 200, Bournemouth plus 475 here. United, Jack, had a huge XG against Chelsea. I think it was four or over four. Could have easily been a 4-3, a 5-2 a in their match against Chelsea. Are we predicting more chaos at Old Trafford in their game against Bournemouth? Yeah, pretty much. I thought that was a huge result for them last night. Um, and by all accounts, the performance was fantastic. It's a question of whether it was just one of those ones that Chelsea threw one in or Manchester United prevented them from playing well and, and performed exceptionally well. It was probably a mixture of the both, but certainly the better, best performance for a while from United. But they still conceded, of course, and that's where my bet is going down. You're right, I'm looking for a little bit of chaos in this one, as has been the case across the Premier League from the get-go, really. Both teams to score here is the play at minus 137. Um, I, I say, I think United... As, well, as good as they were last night and as well as they've played in patches over the course of the season, they're just so inconsistent. And certainly one thing that they've been pretty consistent with is the fact that they have conceding chances and goals. As far as Bournemouth are concerned, uh, they looked in severe trouble and have done for much of the season, but it started to click a little bit for Iraola. Uh, so fair play as far as they've kept the faith there, could have easily pulled the trigger. Most um, clubs possibly would have done. We finally, obviously, had a manager go in Heckenbottom this week. But uh, it's, um, yeah, starting to look a little bit better for Bournemouth now. They're picking up some good results. And they go to Old Trafford with, with decent amounts of confidence and to an Old Trafford that isn't the fortress that it has been in previous seasons. So um, they've already lost five times in all competitions there. So I think Bournemouth and Irola, especially the way they, they play, will look to go and be aggressive against them will look to go and uh, create chances and score goals and I think they will get on the score sheet I think United will too hence the bet um, Bournemouth unbeaten in four they won the last one three of those four as well they've scored in the last eight in all competitions so they've got good process in that forward area uh, they've only failed to score in one road trip so far this season as well and they've been to Liverpool lost 3-1 been to Brighton lost 3-1 been to Manchester City lost 6-1 so the results aren't great but I said that's not what we're playing here we're just playing the fact that they'll concede and they'll score so um, it's the fact that they can score is the, the main part here I, I think United will get, will get on the score sheet with the talent that they've got um, and so they, they, they tend to find a way to do that um, Bournemouth only kept their first clean sheet away from home last night against a really struggling Crystal Palace side so I'm um, not too worried about the fact that they, they did that I don't think that's a trend that we'll see continue both teams have scores cashed in five of their seven away games this, this season as well. So that's a decent stat. And United have only kept two clean sheets in their eight home Premier League games at Old Trafford. And they were against the might of Luton and our friends Wolves. And that was a fortunate one, of course. We know right at the very start of the season. So, yeah, both teams to score, minus 137. Speaking of Wolves, we go to Molyneux next again, 10 a.m. Eastern Saturday. Wolves minus 115. They've been backed in a little and they might get backed in more ahead of kickoff in their game against Nottingham Forest to a plus 335 with a draw, plus 265. Nigel Wolves have been good at home. They've been unlucky. A lot of our decisions have gone against them, but you are backing them to win this one. Yeah, they cashed on the must on the money line for Jack's pick uh, against Burley in the midweek with a 1-0 win. And I think they get the job done over Nottingham Forest side who are coming here on the back of the worst performance of the season so far, that 5-0 humiliation uh, against Fulham, a Fulham side that we thought we'd been saying for ages, struggling to score goals, they get eight goals in two matches. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a real tough match for Steve Cooper, the manager. Um, 
My brother's, uh, I've mentioned my brother a few times, he's a big Crystal Palace fan. He was at Crystal Palace last night against Bournemouth. And he was. He said that the Palace fans, he said it was the worst atmosphere he's seen ever at Palace. They were, they were booed off at half-time. They were, they were jeering through the second half. It was an absolute joke. But the rumour around Crystal Palace yesterday was Steve Cooper will be going to Crystal Palace as the manager. He's going to be sacked by Forrest. And Hodgson might go. That was what he was he was he was saying. So this is this this may be a reflection why that Forrest aren't putting it in at the moment. The performances might be bad because Cooper might already know this fate that his his days are numbered at Forrest. We know the chairman likes to sack people. We and if it wasn't for the season we've been having now, Forrest would be right in the mix of the relegation battle. You know the three teams at the bottom are so bad and so far adrift from everybody else. I, I think that they're probably going to be safe, not because they're doing well, because the other teams are really bad. And that's the same for Crystal Palace. Uh, Hodgson's names look numbered as well. So that was quite interesting to come out of there. And I thought that must have a reflection of the performance. You know, they don't go and lose 5 0. They're there. We know last season they had an absolutely terrible road record. This season, we thought when they went to Chelsea and won, they might have turned that around. But since then, they've lost, they haven't won in the last five and failed to score in four. I know their top goal scorer is out injured until sort of springtime, which is a big, big blow for them. You know, without him, where are they going to get the goals? And defensively, look, they're like a shambles. They, you know, sold Johnson to uh, to Chelsea to Tottenham in in the in the summer winter summer transfer. He was a big asset for them, especially on the road because of his pace. He sort of opened up defenses. So I, I think they here walls, very underrated team walls. I think by the bookmakers. I think at home, especially, you know, they went to Man City. There is this tendency with walls that they seem to raise their game against the bigger teams. Obviously, Man City, they won that match. Uh, they've lost twice at home already this season against Brighton and Liverpool, but against teams in or around them at the bottom, they seem to do well. They seem to win. You would put Burnley on a similar kind of path as um, as Forest. You know, Burnley probably slightly slightly worse, and the, the price is, is is more or less the same. My only fear uh, is not only my form at the moment, which is shocking, but that's the one of my fears. My second fear would be the fact that there's there is some kind of bounce back. With teams when they lose five nil, you you I always want to try to get with the teams that have lost heavily because the following week they work hard. But if this rumor is true that Coopers could be going, then that goes out the window. You know, it, it will be like you know I'm going, so what? You know, I'm, I'm moving on to pastures new. So that's the reason I'm playing here. Uh, we have to see about this these these um, rumors to, to Palace, but it does make some sense really when you think about it. He's a he's a good manager. His days last season when he had a, bet, a tricky spell at that Forest. It, it was heavily bet to be the next manager to go, and then he sort of survived. I don't think he's going to get another chance under this owner. So that performance could be the end for him, but it could be a move to London for Cooper. And I think Wolves here, given their form, given the circumstances at Forest and the way they are defending and the way that they can't score, I think Wolves are a good bet here at minus 114 to win, or minus 115 now to win at home on the money line against Nottingham Forest. Uh, Forest plus 500 to be relegated. We're not quite sure what's going to be happening with Everton, their appeal and so on and so forth. And as Nigel points out, there's probably three worst teams, isn't there, than Nottingham Forest at the moment. We'll watch with interest when it comes to that uh, managerial yeah. situation. Yes. Have you got the uh, next manager to go odds there? I did have a look this morning. There but, is um... nothing up at the moment. Okay. I, I looked earlier um, and I think Coop uh, was like one to eight and Hodgson was like plus 600, something like that. The only thing I thought that might have been a play for Hodgson because I saw the stuff coming out of Palace last night, bottles being thrown at him and him calling the fans out a little bit, is that they play early on Saturday, don't they? So they kick off first. If they get a so the, so the timing of it could could, well could be, potentially uh, push it yeah. towards a Hodgson exit first. They do play before 
um, Forest. So that could well, uh, at the prices, that might be yeah. worth a little interest if it's still there. Uh, so that was when I, I did have a quick check. Yeah, I did have a look and there's in. nothing at the moment, but I mean, it's well yeah. worth um, having a look. And obviously, you know, you could probably find a managerial change price somewhere, but that's a... That's It'll probably a fair... pop up after the game tonight, won't it, as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the other thing. Yeah, there's two games tonight, so markets will be revised and so on. So worth looking out for that. Good spot. Um, Brighton Burnley, uh, which is a 10 a.m. Eastern uh, kickoff here. Uh, Brighton unbeaten in six at home. Burnley have lost their last five away. This points to a home win, but they're minus 195 here. Brighton Jack Burnley plus 500. The draw plus 360. So we've got to try and build in some value potentially. How are we uh, going about that for the game at the Amex? Unsurprisingly, with Brighton involved, I'm going down a goals route. So, yeah, Brighton to win and over two and a half goals is the play in this one. I wanted to fade Burnley. I, I mentioned it on the show at the start of the week, uh, hence the play on Wolves. But uh, Burnley just, I'm not <laughs> impressed by them at all. Goes without saying when you look at their, their performances and their results, but I've kind of been against them for the, since the start of the season because I had a feeling that with the massive change of players that they, they brought in and the style that company wants to play and insists on continuing to play that that's just a recipe for disaster at this level. And it's proven to be the case so far. We saw it again in uh, midweek. Wolves should have won that game more than 1-0. They dithered around a little bit. And we know what we get with Wolves. They haven't got that cutting edge to go and score three or four goals. So you do live on the knife edge a little bit with them. Uh, so I, I expect Brighton to be a lot more clinical in uh, those forward areas and probably get a lot more chances as well. Uh, this looks like a, a, a perfect stylistic matchup for Brighton, for me. Uh, Burnley will play the same way. We know what they do. They look to keep the ball. They look to play out from the back. They take lots of chances at the back. They've got a young goalkeeper, James Trafford, who's 21 years old and um, made his kind of name in the lower leagues on loan last season and then for the England youth side uh, and plunged straight into a, into a Premier League side that are going to struggle. And you can see he's a little bit nervy. Uh, the pressure's getting to him a little bit and I expect Brighton to set a few traps for this Burnley side this weekend and uh, Burnley to fall into them because that's kind of what they do. And uh, so I think they'll engage with Brighton, which will be a recipe for disaster. And I think Brighton could well have a field day in this one. Um, Burnley lack the, the Premier League quality to be able to do that. And they're going up against a Brighton side that have sort of struggled a little bit. It was a massive win for them in um, midweek. They beat Brentford, of course. Brentford are a better side than Burnley, that goes without saying. So it was a, it was a big win for for Brighton. Um, but of course, it was it was 2-1. So that bet would have cashed here. We know what we get with Brighton. They score goals. They can see goals. And that's kind of the, the, the pattern that I'm looking for here. Um, both teams to score landed in 19 league games now across all venues for Brighton. So that's the last 19 both teams have scored. And uh, they, they themselves have scored in the last 31 Premier League games across all venues. So I think, I say, they will have a, a field day against Burnley and they might well concede, which isn't a problem for this bet. Because I think they get two or three, if not more, in this one. And therefore, Brighton and over two and a half goals at minus 103 is my play. Yeah, it's incredible that both teams to score start every single game so far this season in the Premier League. We like Brighton to beat Burnley and over two and a half goals at a shade under even money. Villa against Arsenal next, 12.30 uh, Eastern on Saturday. So 5.30 local. Villa plus 2.35. Arsenal plus 1.12. Draw plus 2.65. Um, Nigel Villa were brilliant against City, as we referenced at the top of the show um, in midweek, thoroughly deserved the success. Arsenal with a 97th minute winner away at, at Luton. 
Villa, we know, brilliant at home. Um, they've got this opportunity to break their record. It would be a new club record if they could go 15 wins in the top flight. They've won their last 14. Um, do we play Villa on the money line? Just just give us your thoughts on the money line prices first. I mean, I mean, Villa plus 235, should they be a little bit shorter? What do you think? I think that if anybody had watched the two sides this midweek and anybody had watched what we've seen this season, you would think that Villa would be a little bit shorter, in my opinion. The fact that Arsenal obviously will attract the money because of their name, stateside, Arsenal will be a bigger name for public betters than Aston Villa suggests that they don't want to go too big a price because their liability will be the same if they went the price they currently are. I think if you look at the the what we're seeing on the pitch at the moment, there is a case to say this is probably a fit pick and match. Like, you know, uh, seven plus 175 each side. I mean, I don't see any reason why Villa should be bigger than mm-hmm. two to one to win this match and, and Arsenal be a very heavy favourite. So I, 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 would, I would have thought we would have seen a pick and match. There are things we have to take into consideration. Now Villa are being talked as title contenders. Can they handle the pressure? That's something they're not used to. So the, the, the public will be, the media will be all over them this week after the Man City win. There'll be question marks in every press conference to Emery. Can he win the league? So it's a totally unlikely sort of situation they're never going to find themselves in. There's a lot of subplots as well. Emery obviously up against Arsenal. Martinez, the goalie, released, you know, and Arsenal would give the right arm to have him back now. I mean, so there's a huge, there's a huge um, amount of flux subplots here. I mean, Raya is the weak link for me. Uh, I mean, I think Dracula is more comfortable crosses than Raya at the moment. I mean, he's absolutely, he's, he's awful. But um, I mean, I, I don't know, Ramsdale, will, will, will he be daring and put Ramsdale on? But you think about how much that match against Luton emotionally would have taken out of Arsenal. And we're going to talk about Luton as well. But that match, you saw the celebrations at the end. It was like they won the, they won the league. It was, it, was, it was crazy. And that's winning a team where you're minus $5. You know, you're going like that. It's it's insane. So that would have taken a huge amount of them. And then they're going to the hottest place, to, to, to the most difficult place in the Premier League to get a result. And they're, they're heavy favourites. Villa were exceptional. We talk about it, how good they were. But if you look at look at the XG, look at the stats on that match. They, they, they contained Manchester City, the best offensive side, to two shots in the whole match. And they had 22. I mean, that is just unheard of. Man City have never seen that. Was it? Is it because Man City had an off day or is it because Villa had a real deal? I think it's a bit of mixed, both of them. You know, this is a very young Villa team as well. I mean, they're going to get better and better. Um, that Arsenal shaky defence, I mean, that's that's a huge concern and the goalkeeper here. So I, I think Villa are definitely the value. I can't be so bold to bet them on the money line. I wouldn't put anybody off taking them at plus too much bigger than two to one. I wouldn't put you off that, but I think the double chance here is a lively bet. I think Arsenal will look at this match thing. If we get a point here, it's we've done well here. And I think the double chance, Villa on the double chance of minus 120 is where I want to go. So we cash if Villa do win or if it's a draw, we're, we're essentially t- becoming the bookmaker and taking Arsenal. Uh, you know, we, 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 we take, we, we're effectively taking a bet on Arsenal at plus 120 here. So we're taking minus 120 on the draw and we're getting uh, a Villa win as well because. I do think the, the odds are wrong. I do think I do think they're wrong. And I think they're they're not a true reflection of what we've seen in recent weeks to, in, in Villa. I mean, they have been sensational. They're the informed team in the Premier League. And a win here for Villa, mm-hmm. if they win this, they're down to 14 to 1 to win the Premier League. And if and if Liverpool do slip up against 
Crystal Palace, which is a big if, then you know they could be ten to one to win the Premier League. So this is a big, big match. Emery, former club, he's going to want to do one on, on them here, and I, and, I, and I think Villa are, 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 are flying, and I, and that crowd will be and under the lights as well. Five thirty kickoff, going to be a big factor. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Villa, I think Villa don't get beat. Yeah, yes, Leon United. Bailey was no, I said Sorry, Leon Jack, Bailey yeah, was so good last night, uh, and he's going to be obviously attacking down that kind of troublesome Arsenal left hand side. I thought the midfield was was brilliant as well, how they took the ball and they were positive with it as well. Watkins' work rate up front was exceptional. Martinez, a real safe pair of hands, and that whole end at Villa Park are going to be all over David Raya, as Nigel's yeah. mentioned there. They're going to give him a right going over. Um, or even if it is Aaron Ramsdale, because we know that he's a little bit uncomfortable with the ball at his feet, or it's been made out that way as well. And of course, no Mikel Arteta on the sideline either. He's suspended for this one, so they won't have that driving force in the technical area. So that's a big part of it as well, I think. An awful lot of storylines to this one, as Nigel and Jack have pointed out. Uh, since Unai Emery took over, 17 of the 20 home games have been 1x plus 862 if you've been level staking that. And we're playing the double chance again. So home win or the draw, both on our side in the big game at Villa Park, 12.30 Eastern on Saturday. One more game to look at. The boys have both got to play in this one. It's Luton versus Manchester City. This is our only Sunday selection, 9am. Luton a huge plus... 1600. If you thought Arsenal was short at Kenilworth Road, City are shorter at minus 715. The draw plus 800 here. The goal line is set at under and over three and a half here. Um, Jack, we'll go with your play first. We mentioned that the champions are wobbling a little bit, just one win in their last five in all competitions, and they are conceding as well. No clean sheet in five. Talk us through your play first up. Yeah, the play's over one and a half first half goals at minus 118. It's a play that I did have on Manchester City a couple of weeks ago when they played Bournemouth, albeit at home, um, which was was super confident then. Uh, And it's been an an angle in for these games that I think are one-sided. The first half does tend to be a little bit, um, sort of get a little bit more value in it, be it you want to go under or over. Uh, And so I I just have a feeling about this one that that there needs to be an early start for one of or both of these two sides. Luton, obviously, heartbreak from that that last second goal conceded. Looked like they were going to get a point. Sometimes they looked like they were going to get three points against Arsenal. And um, they certainly gave as good as they got. Uh, Rob Edwards has come out and said that that they should take massive amounts of positives from that game. But how do you react from it? That's the problem. Uh, I think both physically and mentally, this is going to be a, a strain on them. They've had a real, real tough week. And the main part I'm going for here is the physical side of it is the fact that they've been chasing the ball a lot of the time over the last uh, seven days. Uh, Brentford, they only had 31% of the ball. Arsenal, they had 33%. And we know what they're going to get with Manchester City. And for Manchester City, they've obviously got two key things here. Yes, we've talked about how they were battered by Villa. Need a response. Pep talked it after the game that he needs to find solutions and ways around it. And also they can bring in two key players who weren't involved in midweek action. Rodri, we know, is pivotal for them in the middle of the park. But against his Luton side, it will have a low block. They'll sit defensively, try and keep it tight. Jack Grealish can come into the side, a player that can go past and draw in challenges and create space for others as well. So I think those two things are key for them. Um, And we mentioned him, Haaland, on a goal drought now, two games without a goal. So that's terrible for him. Um, but he had scored it plenty prior to that. So he's got 14 for the season in the league. So um, can't be complaining too much. But he does look angry. And it either goes one of two ways. It either goes the fact that he uh, kind of goes anonymous 
or he uh, takes that anger and frustration out on on a side. And there was talk, especially in Germany, that he was a little bit of a flat track bully. That once these the lower rank sides come up, that's when he went and filled his uh, stats out with hat tricks and so on. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him get a brace or more in this one. Um, and so I'm going with the early side of things because I think Fulham, Fulham, Luton <laughs> will need to go for it. Uh, because they, they're going to run out of steam during, during the latter part of the game. And we saw them against Liverpool having a bit of a go. Set pieces, crucial for them. And uh, they, they need to get a foothold in the game and they'll need to look to, to get something on the scoreboard early if they're going to get anything from the game. If not, Man City will grind them down eventually. So that's the side of it on Luton. And I think Man City will want to put a statement out here. Uh, and if they were in good form, they'd probably take a bit of a narrow win. This one, I think they'll need to say, hang on, we're still in favourites for this title race and put a bit, a bit of a say statement out to to the challenges. So yeah, over one and a half first half goals, minus one one eight. Fast start for City predicted by Jack and Nigel variation on a theme. You expect City to be dominant here. Yeah, I do. I pretty much agree with everything Jack said there. I think that uh, Luton, obviously, that heartbreak against Arsenal 97th minute. I mean, that would have taken it. If you were the squad, you were Jurgen Klopp and you were Liverpool, you'd be hard to pick your team up. But this is Rob Edwards against Luton. You know, the smallest squad in the Premier League, the most inexperienced squad in the Premier League. And, you know, that effort. And then you've got to play the champions, what, sort of four days after. That's that's a huge, huge turnaround. And this is the worst match that Luton could possibly have had here. I really do. And I think this is a wounded tiger. I think City go here and this right, okay, we're gonna we're gonna show his boss here. And I, I every time Guardiola's had a problem in his Man City career, he's bounced back in some kind of style. This is probably the longest spell of winless matches they've had in the Premier League under the Spaniard. <clears throat> but every time they've had a problem, they've come back and scored three, four. And I, I just feel that Luton here are, are going to run out of gas. They're going to run out of legs. The, the, this is where the games come quick, quick and fast over Christmas, and the squads and the real title challenges move up the table and the teams at the bottom get, get left aside. And I think this is a really, really, really tough ask for for, for Luton. Uh, obviously, Rodri's back there. You said Grealish is back as well. Two players, whether Grealish starts or not, I think, I think he probably will. But, uh, you know, you've got, you've got to remember as well, Luton have, all, have been had heartbreak against Liverpool at home as well. That was another game. There were not 90 minutes. They were back one nil up and then they let a goal in right at the end as well. They can't keep doing that. They just can't. They haven't got the, the players to do it. They haven't got the the squad strength to keep doing it. And uh, I just feel it's going to be a struggle for them. Uh, this is the first time these two have met since 1992, you know, in, in the, in the top flight of the division um, back in February and, and an act that me and you are the, it's, it's Jack's favorite song. Actually. It's an act that me and you, uh, <laughs> Dan do our tribute act to right. Said Fred were number one. With I'm too sexy. Jack Wright. It was, I'm too sexy. was number one. Wasn't it? And I think there's only going to be some sexy football and that's going to be from Manchester City and Manchester City win easy here. And I'm going to go for Man City minus two on the Asian handicap at minus 132. And that is a push if Man City win by exactly two goals. I expect the champions to show their class and just to play a loot inside that are must be done after the Arsenal match. They must be absolutely done. And I think this could be a very, very heavy winning scoreline for the champions. Uh, you're right about Pep Guardiola. Just looking at the stats, incidentally, City winless in the last four in the top flight. That equals their longest run without a league victory under Pep Guardiola. Also four games, March to April 2017. So spot on with that. So just one final word on, on Luton. 
I mean, I was there at Kenilworth Road on uh, on Tuesday. I mean, the atmosphere was fantastic. It was only 11,000 in there. It's a hodgepodge of various different stands. Uh, and it, it's the last time I was there to work was back in 2001 when I used to cover Wickham for local radio. And the, the press bit where I was not changed one bit in 20 odd years. Can they stay up, though, do you think? I mean, they're a short price. Fair. We're, we're recording ahead of, um, of the game that Everton play. So they could be in the drop zone. Uh, by the time this show comes out. I mean, they're minus 400 here. I just think, you know, you, you've been talking, Nigel, there about, you know, near misses against Arsenal, against Liverpool in terms of getting over the line with wins or draws. They look to have, to me, a lot more about them than I thought that they were going to at the start of the season. I was, I was thinking Derby-esque points total, but that's not the case. Can they stay up? I don't know if they can. I think I think that's going to inevitably take it out of them in the second part of the season. Their squad is so thin, you know, it's... They're not going to spend money in the transfer window like other teams in or around them will do. You know, you would expect Burnley with the money they have from the American betters, uh, back, back, betters backers to be able to spend some money and bring in some quality players. Um, Sheffield United, I think they've got no money, so they're gone. I just think Luton are just going to, they're like, they're like a, a soldier, aren't they, going to war? They've gone into too many, or a boxer. They've, got, they've been gallant, they've been superb in their title defences. They've gone on the ropes, there's lost points decisions, and then all of a sudden they've got nothing left. And that, I just feel that's the way they're going to be. I think these these matches, the one against Liverpool and the one against Arsenal, will take its toll. And, and the good thing for them is there's a break over in the new year, so they can have a little bit of a recharge. But they don't they haven't got they haven't got the squad, have they? They haven't got the yeah. squad. So I think I, I do fear for them. You do sense, Jack, as well. Yeah, they just needed to get over the line with one of those results. They just needed to win one of them. Even the Spurs one, wasn't it, where they were mm. where they were beaten late on in that and had chances to win it. I mean, it's it's just maybe going to be beyond them. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. The odds reflect that, don't they? Um, I, I probably, I wouldn't back them at that price because they've got, a, to use Nigel's uh, box analogy, a bit of a puncher's chance because at home they are physical. They they will put sides under a bit of pressure from that, that bombardment. But uh, you just feel that, the other sides have got enough about them and say to get out of trouble. And unfortunately for them, we keep talking about sides that are going to get drawn into it. They just seem to pick up a couple of wins. Fulham being the latest ones to have done it. So they couldn't score a goal. They can't get a win. And as Nigel said, they scored eight goals in, in two games. And uh, then like, you know, they, they picked up a couple of wins over that period of time as well. So it's uh, yeah, I think they just need, they need someone to have a real problem. Forest, obviously the ones at this moment in time are getting sucked into that. So uh, while there's, other people down there, they have got a chance. But yeah, if I if you know if I had to say, will they go? I would have to. Let's get some best bets before we wrap up. Nigel, what's your best play over the course of uh, week sixteen of Premier League action? You know what? I'm I'm actually for the first time in weeks, I'm actually very confident. All three of them actually, and that and that's that. My confidence hasn't been as very high over the last couple of weeks, but I'm quite confident. I think. Do you know what? That's, that's a difficult one. I think I'd have to go for Villa double chance minus one twenty. I think so. Jack, what's your best play? I'm not saying a word. (laughs) Jack, what's your best play? I'm going to go for the Brighton one for me. That's the best bet on the weekend card. Let me put it that way. That's over two and a half goals at minus 102. That is absolutely That's nailed the end on of your run, Jack. If Stand I can take that curse on board, I can do anything. <laughs> we will not be millionaires now. Oh, <laughs> dear. Now then. Uh, thanks to Rodney and... Uh, listen, thanks to Rodney and Del Boy. Uh, Nigel and Jack, thanks for your company. Uh, good luck with your picks. That is a wrap for week 16 of Betting Weekly Premier League show. We'll be back next week for all the best bets on the EPL card. 
as uh, December gets even busier and stay across all of our betting weekly content via at Because We Win. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. From all of us, for now, it's goodbye.